Welcome to Monoreal Dockside Chat number nine. I'm Sean. And I'm Jackie. And we are at a very lively Disney Springs tonight. A very lively, very festive Disney Springs. I hate to say it, but we are not going to be the people having the most fun. We've already been beat. We are sitting here looking over at the Waterview Amphitheater. The band is playing Bruno Mars. You got the, <laughs> there's no nice way to say it. The retirees are line dancing, and it is just spectacular. I'm wondering if they're like a group because this is so well choreographed. I mean, you could certainly go to a country line dancing night, and whatever the dance is, you can apply it right here. But I'm wondering if this is like a troupe or something that does this. Like, I, I want to find out the name. I want to give them a proper shout out. They are fantastic. But we have them doing their thing. Oh, the spirit jerseys are coming off. It's getting hot. Oh, you know it's getting <laughs> real. Spirit jerseys are coming off. Volcanoes going off. And we have an action-packed Dockside chat tonight. So I just came over to Dockside Margaritas after standing on a very lengthy line at the uh, at the Christmas store at the personalization station. So uh, if you are looking to get Christmas ornaments uh, a week before Christmas, like... Don't. Like the idiots that we are. Uh, be prepared to wait. And please be patient with the cast members. Uh, not everybody was. It was easy to lose your patience, but they're trying. They're trying awful hard. So, I have no idea what you got me. I just came and I am seeing a frozen something sitting in not front of my face. Not a candy cane margarita. They said that they were out, quote unquote, but all of the signage for them is gone, so I just don't think that they have it anymore. I, I feel like they cut it off already, but we are not even, at the time of this recording, halfway through December yet. We are a day shy of the midway point of December. I thought that would at least carry... I, I can see them not carrying it through New Year's. I figured they would change it up and have a different one for New Year's, but I am... A little surprised and slightly disappointed because I was really looking forward to that one again. That was, was that was, my, was favorite my favorite of one. the year. Yeah, the strawberry basil one we had over the summer was excellent during the flavors from Florida. But okay, and the so pineapple, the spicy the pineapple that I one. got. But I the candy cane beat it, it for did. me. It did. All right. So what do you have? What do I have? Uh, you have what is being listed as the seasonal at the moment: the frozen mango margarita. Yeah, nothing says December like mango margarita. <laughs> I mean, we do live in Florida now, but even still. <laughs> and I have the sunset. All right, well, cheers. Let's have our first sip cheers. before we get into it. I've not had this before. No? I could have sworn you did. All right, well, I hope I rolled the dice well. Oh, it's quite well. Uh, yeah, you rolled the dice quite well. That's a tasty margarita. I like mango and I like tequila, so this was bound to work. Okay. All right. Let's talk Disney. Let's talk. Well, not just Disney, because you and I have done a myriad of events all over Orlando for the holidays. Yeah. I still think we did more for Halloween, but for Halloween, okay, we had the whole month of October. I am leaving for New York with the dog this weekend. So we crammed pretty much all of Christmas into two weeks. I'm quite impressed with how much we've gotten done, actually. I feel like we've been on a media tour. We've seen more of Orlando than Paolo Bancaro has. <laughs> So, okay, let's let's jump right into it, because yes, we've got Disney conversations, we've got Universal conversations, and we have a little bit of everything in between. Let's start with one of the last times that we were down here, 
our very good friend Christina, who you guys know from any time we talk about Idina Menzel. <laughs> and Beauty and the Beast. Happen- she was on our Beauty and the Beast review. Yes. She happened to be down here with her parents uh, on a Disney vacation. We were able to get together with her. And any time we get together with Christina, especially here, it's bound to be a good time. And there's bound to be money spent. And <laughs> there was. And there was. Um, but other than spending money with Christina, we went to Homecoming. Now, we haven't been to Homecoming since we were here on vacation and we November. did the brunch, yeah. And it was and the brunch was excellent. So we started the night with a quick bite because um, I had I was still working at this point. Yeah. So we we flew out here after work. We wanted a quick bite, uh, and she wasn't ready to meet up with us yet. So we were like, let's go to homecoming. We got a seat at the bar very easily. Yes. Um, and I had I forget if it is a. Seasonal trip. I had a no. No, you had a moonshine margarita. It was yeah, a moonshine margarita. Consistent, if nothing else. I saw two words and went, oh, that sounds like it's for me. Um, It was delicious. Um, And then you had a beer. Yes, I had a beer while we were there. Um, And uh, well, let's talk about the food though. Yes, we've done appetizers there before when homecoming first opened before it was like such a thing uh and we've always enjoyed it but we've never actually we've we've like split the sliders that was about it um i ordered i've been wanting to try the fried green tomatoes and oh my god they did not disappoint they come with um a ham and like some kind of uh mayonnaise based uh dressing not quite a tartar sauce. Not, uh, not quite an aioli either, I don't think. Correct. Um, it was delicious. And what surprised me the most was that I was expecting maybe two big pieces of a tomato with the ham and um, dressing and arugula piled up on top of it. No. It was probably like a whole tomato spread out over the plate. There was so much. I definitely did not need to order a side of mac and cheese, but I did, not knowing how big this was going to be. The mac and cheese, though, out of this world. It was baller. It was so good. It's some of the best mac and cheese I've ever had. And I had... Not just on property. Like, ever, ever. Like, usually when Sean smokes a pork shoulder, being that he works on it for hours and hours, the least I can do is make a mac and cheese from scratch and not do, like, a Stouffer's. So not I, that there's anything wrong not, with Stouffer's. No, Stouffer's is excellent. You add a little panko to it, and and it's lights out. But the least I can do is make you a mac and cheese from scratch. And I thought I had perfected it. No, my mac and cheese is garbage compared to this. It was phenomenal. And I had the, uh, the chicken and biscuit sliders, which I've had before. But they are just so bleeping good. And, you know, it's a large portion even though it's three sliders, it's still a fairly large portion. To the point where I ate two of my three, and I took the other one home to have with the leftover mac and cheese. Yes. So, there is something to be said for that. Homecoming is such a difficult reservation to get, that if you go sit on the back patio, the back bar, you can get a nosh 
and you can nosh on appetizers, and you don't need the reservation, and you could be out for a reasonable amount of money and move on with your night. Well, they serve the full menu at the patio. It doesn't have to be just appetizers. You can get the full menu out there. I know that you can, but I'm saying, like, if you're just looking for a quick bite and you're looking to be a little budget-friendly, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with getting one or two appetizers and splitting them because I promise you, you are not going to be leaving hungry. It was a great start to our evening, uh, capped off by a lovely visit with Christina. Uh, We also got a beer from Raglan and we walked around the Christmas tree trail, which I think it's worth noting, Christina comes to Disney a lot. She knows her stuff. But even she was surprised because her and her family were looking for the Christmas tree trail the way that it used to be, where you walk through, everything was in one area, they're pumping the snow out, you can buy your popcorn or churro, walk around there, get the hot chocolate. It's a whole experience. Now, if you haven't done the Christmas tree trail in a while, they are spread out throughout Disney Springs. I guess the idea being that they want you to visit all of the trees, get your map stamped out so that you are also seeing all of the shop offerings and you can do your Christmas shopping while also seeing the Christmas tree trail. Um, I like it the old way personally. I get what they're doing, but I like when it was an attraction that you could visit. I liked when it felt like you were in a Christmas village. Um, and it felt like an attraction. You're right. I am not at all a fan of this new Christmas tree trail. And I don't want to... I don't want to, like snuff out the work of the artists that put no, these trees together. Because right, right. we saw most of them. I, I think we saw about three quarters of them. The only trees we didn't see were the ones all the way down by House of Blues and Splitsville. The trees are beautiful. What was your favorite one? I like the Guardians of the Galaxy tree. Yeah. Because uh, I like that they used cassette tapes as ornaments. Yes. The Black Panther tree, though, was incredible. That's exactly what I was going to say, yeah. The ornaments on Black Panther were really cool, but they did like this big glittery mask, which looked amazing. And then they had um, like a sculpture of where they do the battle scene. It was so cool. They really knocked it out of the park, but uh, I am slightly more partial to Guardians. But I I wish that they would go back to the old way where the old buses used to drop you off when Pleasure Island was here and that's where they put the Christmas tree trail and it was in its own spot. It it felt different. This just feels like I'm looking at Christmas trees at Disney Springs to the point where, you know, as you kind of alluded to earlier, we've got so much that we're trying to accomplish before you go back to New York in a couple of days that... As much as we wanted to see all of the trees, we didn't go out of our way to seek the rest of them out because, for a lack of a better term, it was becoming more of a chore than it should be. If but it, not for lack of trying. Not for lack of trying. We've been here twice, I think, since then, right? Yeah, so yeah. There's, but there's so much going on that there's only so much you can do. And you know what? You and I did get to a point where we had said that we were trying to get everything in. We wanted to see it all, see it all. And this is true of not just Disney, but Orlando as a whole. There is so much going on in Christmas. And and you can even say out to the Space Coast, there's a lot of things that we didn't see in our hometown that we wanted to see. There is just so much to do in Central Florida and along the coast for Christmas that 
we came to terms with the fact that we were not going to see everything in our first year here, and we were actually excited about that because it gives us something to look forward to next year. So with a little bit more time on our hands, would I dedicate an entire day to coming and looking at the Christmas tree trail? I may, but the only problem with that is, other than that and maybe coming and hanging out here at Dockside, which you never have to twist my arm to do, your day is done after that. Right. It's just, it's not the way that it used to be where you could bang it all out in a half an hour or 45 minutes, get all the Christmas fields, and then do three more things at Disney right, Springs. Right, right. Um, so that, that is noteworthy. And if you have shopping to do, forget it. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about Mickey's very merry Christmas party. Very merry it was. Um, this was the first time we had attended a very merry since 2019, I think. I think 2019 was the last. Yes, because 2021 they still hadn't brought it back for very merry. It was the abridged version. It was Mickey's merriest Christmas. And we opted not to spend the money to get double the money for half the experience under Chapex reign. Yes. So, we did Very Merry. Let's... I want to start off with Very Merry. So, you were at our home. I had gone to the West Coast, Florida, to visit with my parents. My mom was down, so we did a little Christmas uh, in Sarasota. And you and I converged on Walt Disney World because it was more convenient, it was easier for us to meet each other here and go into the party together. Because it is actually equidistant, more or less. Yeah. I did something, because you happened to get stuck in some traffic uh, on your way here, and I gave myself more time than was necessary, because I thought maybe I'll listen to the Dolphins game, but that was the game that they played the 49ers, and if you're a Dolphins fan, you know how that one went. So instead, knowing that I had some time to kill, I went to the TTC, and I went to Joffrey's, I got a cup of coffee, and I did something I've never done before. And I planted my butt on a bench, and I spent about an hour watching the ferry boats come and go from the Magic Kingdom to the TTC. That sounds like a lovely afternoon. It was awesome. It's one of those things that I would never make time to do on vacation, but I'm trying... How could you? You can't, but now that we're local to the parks, I'm trying to, like... Do more things like that and take in the people watching, take in the ambiance, and just watching the excitement of the people that were leaving the TTC to go to Very Merry and to go to their first Very Merry party. And then it's juxtaposed against the people that are crying coming back to the TTC <laughs> because the day of the Magic Kingdom is done uh, and they were booted out early because of the party that night that was sold out. But still, it was just, it was a nice moment to just sit and, like, take in and appreciate. I've said on the show before that I will never take for granted how fortunate we are to be here. And for all of the times that we wish that we could just come here, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. This, this line dance has, I think, quadrupled in the amount of people. And this the, is incredible. But it's not getting any younger, which is really <laughs> interesting. Um, I have video. I'm, I'm going to put it on the social because I'm not, I'm not going to gatekeep this one. It's delightful. 
we've seen this band before, actually, during a Dockside. I know that we've heard this band do Let's Get Loud in the back of a Dockside chat before. All right, anyway. But, but to wrap up my, my piece here, and then we'll talk about the actual party. The, um, the thing that I really wanted to do in this case was appreciate the little things and appreciate the things that we are fortunate to do here. And other than just coming here and going to the parks, taking that cup of coffee and, and sitting and watching the ferry boats and just killing an hour, those little things that I never would have made time for in the past, it was something I wanted to do. It's something I do want to continue doing. But it was one of the first moments where, as I said before, I, not that I ever take this for granted, but it was the first time, like, I, it was just me with my coffee and my thoughts. And I thought, like, as weird as this sounds, we've been here for nine months now. It was the first time I thought to myself, holy crap, we, we did it. We actually did it. So the ferry boats are your gorillas. They were. Yeah, they kind of were. And it was, it was just an odd moment that I had and an odd realization because I think about coming here all of the time and we're here once a week anyway and I've, I've gloated not gloated but I've gushed about how happy and how fortunate we are but I don't know why it was just something in that moment that was just like this is a part of normal life I can't believe we actually pulled it off. Well, it's also been very much go, go, go for the past nine months as far as getting settled in. So I get where when you finally have that moment to breathe, it, it probably just hasn't had a chance to sink in quite like that yet. And like you said, it's something that we would have never been able to make time for otherwise. Correct. Okay. So the party. Yeah, let's talk about the party. That's what you're all here to talk about anyway with this us. This was... Probably my favorite party since the first time we did it. Okay. Um, because, I mean, there was nothing like when you surprised me with this. This was, the first time we did Very Merry was in 20, uh, 2017, I'm sorry. And um, it was our, our one-year wedding anniversary. And that year, Sean also lost a bet and he had to take me to Victoria and Albert's. So... We opted not to spend the money on Very Merry because we were going to the most expensive restaurant, not just on property, but, like, it's one of the most expensive restaurants anywhere. We were going to a $400 dinner. So, yeah. So, we opted not to do it. And we went to Magic Kingdom right on our anniversary, and we're getting there in the morning, and I, I see the sign for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, and I was like, man, we just should have got tickets. And at this point, it's like beyond sold out and I was you know drinking the Disney juice and I didn't care what it cost at that point so Sean goes well and out of his backpack he pulls two Santa hats with Mickey ears on them for the party that night and it ended up being a 16 hour day in Magic Kingdom for our one year anniversary and it just doesn't get better than that at 36 years old, I'm not sure that I'm going to do 16 hours in the Magic Kingdom again, but <laughs> it was a hell of a day. It was a great surprise. I was glad I pulled it off. And high five. Yes, it was very good. <laughs> no, and then 2019, it was great, but that was when they also noticeably sold more tickets. Right. And for a ticketed event, you felt the crowd still. Yeah. Um, so now it's like a full circle thing because the crowds were definitely less. Um, 
I wouldn't say they were as low as they were in 2017, but I think they were significantly less than they were at Not So Scary Halloween. Yes. Because we got on three attractions at Not So Scary. We doubled that this time around. And we also made time to do more things. It wasn't like we were racing to see the Sanderson Sisters, and then the Cadaver Dance, and then Boo to You, and then the fireworks show. This was a much better paced evening, and we got to do more than we we anticipated going in. Yeah, I, I didn't anticipate doing much more than we did after being at uh, Not So Scary, but it was noticeably less crowded, yet it was still sold out. Yes. So that was noteworthy. It's, it's not like we were at one night was sold out and the other one wasn't. Both nights were sold out, but considerably less people. And there were less character stops. Like, very merry... You can, yes, you have Jack and Sally, and you know, but you don't get the seven dwarfs together anymore over in uh, Storybook Circus the way that you did. That's worth noting because Storybook Circus had nothing. They had nothing. There was no... Uh, candy cane trail snack yeah. back there. Yeah. There was no Seven Dwarfs or Goofy we met back there once by Dressed the barn steamer. And um, there was nothing like that. So that was noteworthy because I was looking at the map and I was surprised that they didn't have anything going on back there. So with and, you know, when you when you do your, your snack pickup you just walk up to Cosmic Rays or Tortuga you know, uh you know, the cafe over there, and... Or Pinocchio's Village House. Right, and they give you your thing, and you move about. So, if you think about it, you spend more time at Not So Scary waiting on lines at the trick-or-treat trails. They move a lot slower. There's more character sucks, or sorry, more people sucks in regards to character photographs. Yes. And there's a little bit more entertainment, and yet at the same time... It felt like you waited so much longer for everything there. You know, we didn't even get on Haunted Mansion at, at Not So Scary because the wait was over an hour. It was crazy. So it was noteworthy that it was far less crowded. Also noteworthy, the Minis fireworks for Christmas, they were incredible. Best they've ever been. That's why I'm saying this is the best that... This has been my favorite since the first time we did it, but I think this fireworks show was better because it was a fireworks show. It didn't rely so heavily on the projections. That's what I liked about it. The projections, it was more like um, how you see on people's homes, how they sync up the song to the lights. Yes. So there were a lot of um, outlines of like the turrets of the castle but it wasn't a straight-up show playing out on the castle. Um, what was interesting, too, was that the icicle lights weren't on, but I think that also had to do with the design of this show and how they were utilizing the castle um, to sync up with the song. But this was much more fireworks-centric than it was projections. I personally love that. It was also a lot shorter. This fireworks show was only 12 minutes it long. It was. It was. Uh, so significantly shorter than a lot of other fireworks shows that you're used to seeing. I missed the icicle lights. I hope that they I bring do. them back. I think they will. But also, I think the other thing to um, 
the other reason they didn't put them out is because of the 50th. They have the ribbons. Right. I don't think you can put the net of uh, icicles over the design that they have now. The ribbons up and on you're the also spires. Gonna take yeah. away from from the design of the 50th. Which you don't want to do. That's what, I mean, a lot of people that don't come every year, that's what they're here to see. So you don't right. want to distract from that. Um, and funny enough, we go and we take a picture um, over by the Jungle Cruise and the Enchanted uh, Tiki it Room. It was the Tiki Room because the, the birds were in it and it says Melakalikimaka. Yeah. And as we're getting off the line and we put our lounge flies back on... Who do we run into but Brendan and Catherine from Detour to Neverland? And I thought, it's my mistake. I thought that I told them that that's when we were going. We had no idea that they were going to be there. Uh, and it was such a wonderful surprise to run into them and to run into uh, Hannah. From Little Bit of Disney, yes. Yes, and her husband, Clayton. So it was wonderful to run into them. And then what we did was we hung with them for more or less the rest of the night. Um, and I really was happy to do that because number one, give me a reason to hang out with them. We love them. But the other thing was they wanted to watch the uh, Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade farther up on Main Street. Usually we're a little bit closer to the castle when right. we watch it. And I don't want to say we've been doing it wrong because I had a wonderful time at both of our uh, trips to the Very Merry Christmas Party. But we were doing it wrong. <laughs> We were, because you miss out on the snow. I got some of the best pictures that I've ever gotten uh, for, for anything. Um, and most people are seated on the curb, which I was not expecting. So me, who is all of 5'2", could see everything. It was wonderful. Um, the parade was pretty standard. I don't think there were any major changes, except they added skiers before the Arendelle float. I was blown away. The skiers are, are what the grave diggers are. They're really cool. In Booty. It, it was incredible. I was very excited about that. And then I was very excited to go into the Emporium to go get merchandise from the event. Yeah, but wow. there wasn't any. Yeah. I, I'm not sure why that was. We had reported back that we were surprised with the lack of merchandise that was branded for the uh, not-so-scary Halloween party. They had a couple of things, nothing that was all that impressive. They didn't have a blessed thing for the very Merry Christmas party. The only thing that I can think of is that they had blown through it already. If there was anything, you and I are used to going in November at the very beginning. Of, of this event. Now we went first week of December, but like, you're telling me you blew through it already? With a month left in the event? Yeah. Now we did get a very beautiful print and a very beautiful Christmas ornament, complimentary as a gift for attending the event. Well, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. This was the most expensive Very Merry has ever been, so you pay for it somewhere. But... It was a very nice keepsake. And I would honestly rather have the ornament than another shirt that says Very Merry. And if I had seen that ornament for $15 in the shop, I would have paid I probably for it. would have bought it, I yeah. would have bought it. But um, I'm wondering how much of this is still supply chain issues. I'm wondering how much of this is that we went too late in the season. And I'm wondering how much of this is that Disney may not be bringing a lot of 
branded merchandise back for specified parties. They may do them seasonally. Everybody's getting their uh, Christmas spirit jerseys. You got a new one this year. You bought me one as a Christmas gift last year. I got my Halloween one this year. I'm wondering if they're getting away from the party-specific merchandise and leaning more into just the general seasonal merchandise that anybody can buy. I mean, it doesn't add up to me, and I I don't want to keep bragging on the guy because he's gone. He's long gone. But his big thing was that he was a merchandise guy, right? So... Iger has not been back long enough to approve anything for Very Merry or right. have anything to do with it. So if this was all under JPEG and merch was your big thing, like, what what were you doing? You were asleep at the wheel, like you were for two years. Let's talk about our bonus Hollywood Studios day. These were the days that I would dream about. When I would have like a horrific day at work, and I'd be like, man, when I get out today, what I wouldn't give to go to Dockside Margaritas, what I wouldn't give to go ride the mine train, or what I wouldn't give to go on Star Tours. Which is funny because that's how you felt. For me, I broke a whole lot of rules this night. Because my thing was always, when we are closer to the parks, I don't want to just pop in and out. I don't want to treat it so casually. I still want it to be special. However, uh, I wanted to go see Gertie. Uh, Studios is the only park that we have not been to yet. And I was kind of like, well, we've done everything else. And how do we not go see Echo Lake? Because it is the best Christmas decorations on property. Period, end of story. I will not be taking feedback at this time. Not going to fight you on it. I think that Hollywood Studios is not my favorite. Of, of all four, it ranks fourth on my list of parks. But it is... You were just having a blast watching me. I'm sorry. Like, get it. They are amazing. Uh, um, but it is the most underappreciated park when it comes to Christmas decorations. So it's we, beautiful. It is. So we wanted to do that. We wanted to see the disenchanted costumes that they had over at One Man's Dream. That was our real reason for going, and it was justified by I want to see Gertie. Yeah. Um, but disenchanted might not be there for very long, so we figured go take it, because we had just reviewed it on the show, and um, I don't know if you've heard this, but Idina Menzel is in that movie, so I wanted to go see a piece of her wardrobe up close. Uh, so it was worth the trip. You know, we said we were we were there for that purpose, going to see Disenchanted. We didn't necessarily need to do any rides. And we were just going to get some hot chocolate and go leisurely sit and look at the Christmas decorations. We ended up, because I don't know if it was low crowds or just timing everything right, we, we ended up so doing much so much done. more than anticipated. We got on Midway Mania. Midway Mania had a posted 25-minute wait that was really about five minutes. We got the seasonal drink on Sunset Boulevard the, over by the market. Yep, the uh, in-holiday fashion, which was excellent. So good. That is probably one of my favorite beverages ever on property. It was really good. Uh, it was delicious. And then I wanted to try one of the new Fairfax Fair Bowls. Um, which I am disappointed that they took the hot dogs away because I have always wanted to try those hot dogs and I never got to, but this is a lot more bang for your buck. And I feel like there's a lot of discourse over these bowls right now because the toppings are sitting on a bed of mashed potatoes. 
interesting choice. I get you have to fill the bowl, but rice could do the same thing at, at a fairly similar cost. Um, so I had the, the Korean bowl, the Korean... Uh, pork like belly. Pork belly, yes. It was good. It was absolutely delicious. The portion size was huge. For $14, I was full. And what was really surprising was, I know a lot of people are saying like, oh, what do you do with the waffle cone? You eat it. You can eat it while you're eating the bowl. This is not a walking snack, first of all. Do not try. It's not like a hot dog or popcorn or a churro. Do not try and walk down to Tower of Terror while you're trying to eat this thing. I ate it seated at Gertie, and I still made a mess, admittedly. Um, but it was worth it because the waffle bowl, I thought it was just going to be more like a cornstarchy kind of base. Yeah. It was sweet. It was like what you'd expect an ice cream sundae to be in, and it all worked. I thought it was delicious, and I think it's great value. I know a lot of people are saying it's a rip-off. I disagree. And two people can split it, and you'll be fulfilled. I thought that for the 14 bucks or whatever it was, I thought the value was excellent. I thought the quality was excellent. Um, and I really ended up having a nice time at Hollywood Studios that night, just walking around. And Oh, my God, you got the best video. Of, of past oh. members, the janitors. It made my whole... It, I think that put me in the holiday spirit more than seeing Santa at Very Merry. I'm sorry, Santa. If you follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Monorail Radio, you would have seen that we posted in the story this video of the janitorial staff, the custodial staff, that had their lightsabers and their... They're chanting. They made... Uh, like an archway for people to walk through and they were singing I will post it was in the story so it disappeared already I will post the full video so that you can see it it, it was just joy I, I have no other word to describe it it was so joyful it, yeah I got two words for you Bob Iger so it was incredible and then from there we came down here I'm sorry this is amazing if you, you have to be here folks <laughs> You have to be here. If we, and to a throwback song like Mr. Saxo Beat, are you kidding me? Mr. And yet Saxo they are Beat. It was all choreographed. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Yeah, that. you knew that from our old radio days. If you were a BLI person, you know what I mean when I go Mr. Saxo Beat. And we'll just leave it there. Um, this is great. Uh, we, we, we should just do a meetup here one day and just watch how this goes down. I'm down. Oh, man. All right. So <laughs> we left Hollywood Studios. We can't. Honestly, we should. I'm sorry. We have tried. We've done the monorail bar crawl. It is not conducive, especially now how they're being strict with people coming into resorts that aren't dining there. It's not really conducive to meet up. I would totally do. This is also much more our spot now. It is. I think we had our Monteritaville shirts for the pub crawl. I think we just have to do a Monteritaville night at Dockside Margaritas. Dockside Margaritas? Uh, I would be down for that. Okay. TBD. But you heard it here first. Definitely. I definitely want to do one after we see Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Well. But I don't want to wait that long either. All right. We're going we're gonna to figure this out. So, uh, after we left studios, we actually came to uh, Disney Springs. And we went to Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar because we hadn't eaten and twist my arm to get me the cargo-loaded pretzel. But they were doing the spiked hot cocoa flight. That's why I was there. 
$22 per flight, which sounds like a lot, but I watch them pour. And like a good bartender, that carpal tunnel locked up. <laughs> you were eventually, or essentially getting three cocktails for $22. I was pretty zonked after that. It was good. Like the, But the, the flavor was also good. The, the, the way that they blended the flavors was excellent. Some had rum, some had vodka. Well, it was a, um, it was a salted caramel that had the rum. Uh, a cookies and cream that had the vodka that had the vodka and the traditional just the, the peppermint had the Baileys and I yes think. and the peppermint and the Baileys but um, the richness of the hot cocoa like you know when you get a good quality hot cocoa you know yeah because this it's didn't not the, have that sweet uh, like it didn't make your teeth feel coated in sugar the whole look, night like no. when, you know when you get like the Nestle's Ugh. and you just dump it in hot water Gross. it didn't feel like this felt like super high quality melted chocolate um for the money like i said people look at three hot cocos for 22 dollars, and, and yes on the surface it sounds expensive but you basically if i went to a, if i went to an islander game and got three beers it would cost me more than 22 dollars. so for three cocktails for 22 bucks I really couldn't argue it. Or even coming here. Yeah. Uh, listen, no shade thrown at our friends over here at Dockside. God knows we love you, but two cocktails, you're in for $33, $34? Before the tip, yeah. Right? So, you know, oh, the band is done. Damn it. I was enjoying watching these folks. Um, but anyway. It, I have plenty of video. We are going to share. But I do think that it was great value for what it was. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, the next thing that we did that weekend, which at the time of this recording was this past weekend, was uh, Universal. We went to Universal because we wanted to take in all the Christmas festivities there. We wanted to see Grinchmas. Um, and something that is noteworthy is that all of the entertainment that they do for Christmas at Universal is included in your daily park ticket. So there are no after-hours events. You don't no have to tickets. pay extra. It's it's included. Um, Whether you're an AP or not. Yes. But I am. we are going to talk a few minutes about the difference in what you get for being an AP at Universal at the time of this recording versus how they're doing it here at Walt Disney World. And I don't want anything that I said earlier about my appreciation for being here to be for naught, but it was a little startling to see what we were getting included for being past members at Universal, a park that as of a couple of years ago, I swear I would never go back to. That is noteworthy. So, we get to Universal. Uh, we go over to Islands of Adventure. Well, worth noting, we were aiming for Red Coconut first, which was closed for a private event again. So, <laughs> I guess we'll <laughs> we just, just get there for Mardi Gras, <laughs> and then we'll, then they'll tell us no it's luck. closed. Absolutely no luck. Um, parking was far easier getting into the Grinchmas Christmas festivities than it was Halloween Horror Nights as well. Uh, well, we were all the way on the roof, though. We didn't have to wait on a huge line but we to didn't get have to through wait the on gate, a huge line but to get yeah, the we, gate. Were, we were all the way up there. Yeah, but we didn't have to wait on much of a line. But with all that being said, so we went to Islands of Adventure first. Uh, our pass includes both parks. 
So when Islands of Adventure is where they do all the Grinch stuff, because that's where Whoville is. It was decorated so lovely, and they had the characters out. Oh, man. That was so impressive that the cast members had full makeup. And they they did, I mean, it was film-quality makeup, the way they put the nose on. Yeah, if you saw the Jim Carrey Grinch film, that was exact. They looked like they walked right off that set. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. I mean, for the show, yes, but not just for the characters that are walking around. Yeah, and so they... Uh, what they did was they, they were just out taking photographs. No lines. You could just walk up, take a selfie with them. It was really cool to see. It reminded me of being back in Disneyland, actually. And there were at least five of them. Like, there were plenty to spread it out. That way you didn't have a huge line for them. Yeah. So we got online for the How the Grinch Stole Christmas live show. Uh, and there was a sign outside that said, Arrive 20 to 30 minutes prior to the performance. We were there at 3.30 in the afternoon, and they almost immediately told us, you are online for the 5 o'clock show. The 4 o'clock show is already filled. So we waited around until about 4 o'clock just to see, on the off chance, you know, do you you have extra seats that you're going to let people in because at Disney, you know, you're a sardine can, and Universal's not, you know, they're the same way. It's not different. You know, they want to get in as many people as they can. Unfortunately... We couldn't get in, um, and we opted to skip the show because we wanted to get a spot for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade that they do at Universal Studios. We keep saying Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I think it's just the Macy's Parade, but force of habit because that's when you watch the the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in the city. But this was all Christmas votes. Yeah, but... it. Even still, we wanted we prioritized seeing the parade. So we well, we did, also didn't know what to expect with it, and and how far in advance we were going to need to line up. Right, we're thinking, you know, Disney. Sometimes you gotta you gotta pick your spot out an hour or two before. So and practice your right hook. Yeah, we said, you know what, Grinch, make sure that we dedicate a whole day to it. We'll see it next year. Because the other thing was, Mannheim Steamroller was playing yes. that night at Universal for free, and. I wanted to make sure that we saw them because I love Mannheim Steamroller. I love their Christmas stuff. Um, so I didn't want to miss that. So we went over to Universal uh, Studios, Universal proper, because we, we've left Islands of Adventure, and we took in some of their holiday offerings. We had their golden mac and cheese. It was okay. It was okay. Um, it was a good quality piece of chicken that they put in it, but the mac and cheese itself kind of tasted like mac and milk. It didn't have a ton of flavor to it. The snacks that they had at Halloween Horror Nights, I thought, were far better than what they were offering for Christmas. I'll I'll do you one better. The mac and cheese on its own would have been very bland had it not had the barbecue chicken on it. Um, the mac and cheese with the pulled pork at Six Flags was better than this. That was a good quality mac and cheese. It, it was. Fight me, bro. For Six that Flags. Was- no, for anywhere. For, I mean, for a, but that's what I'm saying. Six Flags beat Universal in this case. They I'm not did. trying to throw shade at Six Flags, but you wouldn't expect it to be better, and quite frankly, it was. It was. So, with all of that said, though, we we enjoyed it. It was still good. Um, and then we went to the Universal Passholder Lounge, which is a private lounge that is available for 
Universal APs. It's sponsored by Coca-Cola. <clears throat> you go in. There are armchairs. There's bistro tables. There's high-top tables. It is air-conditioned. There is merch. There's merch at half price. There's places supposedly that you can charge your phone. It's comfortable, and that's where they gave us our vinyl uh, vinyl window uh, decals for being past members for free. Um, it was nice to be recognized as a past member where you had a private amenity that was strictly geared towards your comfort. I, I'm not... I, some people may take that a certain way, and... I under I get it I get it, but for four hundred bucks a year to be a member, it was nice to just have a place that you could escape to and get off your feet for a half an hour and get in the air conditioning and just get off your feet. Well, think about it. Disney does have lounges, but Epcot alone, above Journey into Imagination, it's the DVC lounge. Above the America Pavilion, it is for Disney Visa card holders. We've been up there because I have a Disney Visa. Right. Unless you are Club 33, there is nothing like this for pass holders, and that is what struck me the most. There was a hashtag for Universal that was UOAP family. And I I saw it on the wall, and I kind of went, huh. Even just that little bit of... Because call it what it is, it is still branding. I said it's just such a different approach to create a sense of community like that. As opposed to Disney where like sometimes you'll hashtag Disney AP. And it sort of seems like you're throwing it in everyone's face. Because there is nothing that Disney puts out to create that same sense of community. It's true. Universal, it, they, they really do go above and beyond. No, and a lot of it, I mean, part of it is the company doing something to make you feel included. But part of the other thing is having it where you have the Universal crowd versus the Disney crowd where it's not meant to throw it in anyone's face. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes with Disney that does happen. I, I would agree with you. We leave the Passholder Lounge and walk into what is a... It's at the start of the parade. It's well, on the corner. Start and end as we quickly as found, we found out. out. But it's it's the start of the parade by La Bamba Cafe. By, by Mel's Diner. In front of Mel's Diner on that corner is a stanchioned off private viewing area for the parade. For who? Universal annual pass holders. Honestly, it blew my mind. Just the littlest gesture, something that doesn't cost Universal anything to do. To say, hey, thanks for spending your money, we recognize you. To give you a designated spot so that you don't have to kill two hours of your day getting over there to line up and get a good view of the parade. I was very impressed. I was very impressed. And in, in a way, I was, it, 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 it kind of disappointed me that you were not getting the same sort of treatment here. But we also, at the time, 
when we got our APs, you know, we're being ruled by a a leader in 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 the chair. You know, the head honcho that didn't even want us to have those APs to begin with. So, are we a little sour about it? Yeah. Or are we a little piss and vinegar about it? Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm not. And I and I'm looking forward to what lies ahead with Bob Iger back. But even under Bob Iger, these amenities didn't exist. I'm glad you bring that up. If you didn't say it, I was going to. Because what Universal did with sectioning the parade off for, to have a designated section for the APs, that is the type of move that creates brand loyalty. I'm never going to sit here and turn my back in Dis- on Disney, but if next year the APs come back and we can choose to upgrade... And I was like, huh, well, now we can go to Disney on the weekends. I don't know that we're going to have that much time for Universal. I don't know that I want to spend the money on both. This just tipped the scale for me to renew my Universal annual pass no matter what we do with Disney. Right. Yeah, it's true. Just that simple thing. Let's talk about the parade that we were able to watch from that private viewing area, the Macy's Parade. It was so good. It was awesome. Uh, They had the floats and they had the balloons, and it felt like you were watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on television. It's all Minions and Shrek, right? But with that being said, it was just so well done. It put you into the Christmas spirit. They made it snow just like they do on Main Street USA. It was long. It was a very long parade. Not like kill your day long, but just surprising with having three APs, or, or, I'm sorry, three IPs, how much they did with it. They seem to understand how to use their intellectual properties, and they just got it right. And it was just long enough, any longer, and it may have dragged on a little too much, but it's not cheap to inflate those balloons. No. And this is something that is included. Had this been at Disney World, it would have been the park closes at 6, the event starts at 7, the parade's at 9, see you then, 150 bucks. Yep. Uh, and then you get this wonderful concert from Mannheim Steamroller. Now, we get the Eat to the Beat concerts and, and all that at Epcot uh, during um, the, uh, the uh, Flower and Garden Festival. So, I think... Getting Mannheim for free is on par with getting Eat to the Beat or the, uh, not the Flower Power series, but whatever it is that they call it for Flower and Garden. Um, I forget, I'm thinking of the, well, there's the Broadway one for Festival of the Arts. Then they have, I, I mean... Garden Rock. is it Garden, Garden Rocks? Rocks, yes, there you go, there you go. So, this is on par with getting something for free for Garden Rock. So, like, to me, like, there, Disney and Universal are washing out, but... To see Mannheim Steamroller for free at Universal two weeks before Christmas, it, it really did put the event over the top. No, and they did a really beautiful set. Their their sound was amazing considering they didn't have, like, full sections. They had, like, one trumpet player, one French horn player, one trombone, um, and they had a string section, but they just sounded so big. It was really impressive. Um, and then they brought out the Grinch performers because they did the soundtrack for Jim Carrey's Grinch. So that was really cool to see that all come together. 
it was awesome. In all, it was a great show. And I would go back just to see Mannheim again last, for sure, next year. Yeah. I, they play for two weeks. As long as Mannheim's there, I'm going. Yeah. I'm not missing Mannheim steamrolling yeah, yeah. at Universal. Let's talk about something else that I never, ever plan on missing ever again. Let's talk about going to Epcot for Festival of the Holidays. Oh, my God. When we saw that Josh Gad was going to be there on a Monday and that we could still get park reservations, I snagged the reservations. I put in my time off request at work. It was swiftly approved. I wasn't going to work anyway that day. Yes, because when we, I mean, one of the things that we had been wanting to do as locals regardless was go to a candlelight processional. We, we are huge How I Met Your Mother fans from back in the day. We know that Neil Patrick Harris does it every year, so we figured we'd either go see him or Stamos. Yeah. But when they announced Josh Gad, all bets were off. I knew it was going to be crazy as far as crowds and lines. I did not care. I was like, we are going. Like, this This is, like, probably once in a lifetime. I mean, it seemed like he very much enjoyed himself. It seemed like he would come back and do this again. But it's a scheduling issue. We were so lucky to get him. And you, poor thing, we, Sean wanted to see the Guardians overlay for Christmas. So he got up at 7 o'clock. He got on the virtual. I'm sorry. 6.30 in the morning. 6.30. He got on the virtual queue. Uh, and he, he got it. He got group 18 and we figured, great, if, if we get it and we can use it, fantastic. If not, Josh Gad is the priority and come hell or high water, we're just, we're just going to go see Josh Gad. Seeing Josh Gad was why we were there. So we got online at about 4.30 in the afternoon. It I was think the we five got to show. Epcot about 4. And we were about 20 after. Yeah, and we just, we beelined for it. We beelined for it. We just ran it. into work. And we, we actually, before we had the day off from work, we timed this out. I'm not going to gatekeep. We made a reservation at Beaches and Cream so that we could go park at the beach club and run into World Showcase from the back end. Like, that is how cutthroat this was going to be. And we would have happily eaten at Beaches and Cream because I love Beaches and Cream. But what we decided to do instead because we got the Guardians uh, virtual queue we figured we have to go up to the front of the park anyway we wanted to see the land uh, holiday overlay which is just never meant to happen for us either because they went down (laughs) while we were there it's like the red coconut Um, so we were like all right, if we're going to be up at the front of the park anyway we'll cancel Beaches and Cream but that is a hack I am happy to share with our listeners yeah just do yourself Go go to the restaurant though patron the restaurant don't burn the reservation and not put money in that service pocket. Well, they're also going to bang you $35 for a missed reservation anyway. So at that point, you're still paying for parking. So go get a milkshake. They're worth it. Yeah. So I canceled the dining reservation when I knew that I had the day off. And we beelined. And we knew that we pro- we knew it was a long shot to get into the 515, getting online at 430. The line stretched back to Germany. At the beer garden, and the cast member said there were 800 people ahead of us. So there were a couple of people freaking out that they weren't going to get in at all. We knew we'd get in. We knew we'd get in for sure. They got so many people in, there was a point where we thought we were going to get the 515. We almost did. We got all the way up 
to the America Pavilion where you could see the candlelight um, performers going onto the stage. You could hear it clear as a bell, but like at that point we didn't want to watch because we wanted to be surprised when it was time to actually sit down. And it was kind of a blessing in disguise because we figured, all right, we're missing this first round. We're going to have awesome seats for the next one. Also worth noting, they do sell dining packages so that if you eat at um, Le Cellier in Canada, or there's a couple of restaurants that do them, they have sections of seats roped off that come with your dining package. We tried for that too back in October. They were completely sold out. So we were were in it. We were in this line. We were not moving. So we were able to get into the 7 o'clock show. We had a really good spot. Um... I, I mean this as nicely as I can. Josh Gad was incredible. He was. But he was almost an afterthought over the uh, the overwhelming beauty yes. that is just the performance of the candlelight procession. Oh, that's the exact word I was going to use. It was so beautifully done voices of liberty are absolutely incredible and this kids choir was remarkable it it was just so i mean very merry gets you in the spirit this was different i mean i was i was raised catholic i'm not the most hugely religious person but like my god i dare you not to get all of the feels just by watching this and josh gad just put it over the top. He did. He was so appreciative to be there. He was funny. He was witty. He told a beautiful story. Um, it, made it's it so... very personal because he is originally from Fort Lauderdale. So, you know, he used to come and attend this. Um, and it, it was cool just to be a part of such a long-standing Disney tradition. Yeah, started at Disneyland 60 years ago, over 60 years ago. But it was incredible. The the performers were great. My favorite part about it was Josh Gad being on that stage and just looking around and taking in. You know, there were record crowds for him because there are so many people that admire his work. To watch him admire the work of the artists and performers around him and take it all in for himself, I personally, they're line dancing again. That personally was my favorite part of the night. There is a difference between a performer and a showman versus a celebrity. He is just, he is a true showman. He appreciates the art, no matter who it is. He just appreciated that there were people up on stage. He was respectful of them. He wasn't sitting there going, look at me, I'm Olaf. He was just taking it all in and watch and like you know he would he would turn because they rehearsed this they know he knows what part in the song is coming up he knows that there's going to be a percussion section that there's going to be a string section so he would turn to where the spotlight was going to be and just take it in and and listen and just enjoy it as if he were a member of the audience i was so impressed by him not just his delivery but just to see his interaction with people. The only thing that he could have done to make it better was got up there and introduced himself, much like he did as Elder Cunningham in Book of Mormon. I would have died laughing. How did you feel about Festival of the Holidays as a whole event? Um, 
I really enjoyed it. Um, as far as booths and food go, you can't beat uh, Food and Wine Festival. There's there's not as many, and that's okay. Um, what I thought there might be more of was um, distinct cultural dishes associated with each country. That that I was kind of excited to experience was like specific foods that were holiday traditions. Uh, and I felt like you didn't really get that except for the cookie trail. Yeah. Which offers, I mean, here's the thing. I know everybody's obsessed with the cookie trail, but you have to get at least five out of eight cookies. And at five and six dollars a pop, then they give you a free one if you do five cookies. You have just now purchased a $45 cookie. Congratulations. We didn't do that. Um, I love, even though they're they're German, my grandma always made Linza tarts. And nobody does it better. I was maybe going to try one of those. We just never got to. I instead went to Carmel Kutch and got my my uh, gingerbread whoopie pie. That was very good. And you had the latkes over at the Lahayam Pavilion. I did. Well, there was there was a point that I was trying to make. Is that the the cookie trail is the most distinct thing as far as the cultures. Like at Lahayam, they have a black and white cookie. Yes. I just thought the dishes were going to be more inspired. And instead, you go to the Melakaliki Maka booth and you get the same Kahlua pork with the pineapple that you do at Food and Wine and at the uh, Garden Festival. Or you go to China and they have egg rolls. Or the most egregious, I really hate to say it, was Italy. There was a tortellini soup with a truffle broth. And they're banging you $9.50 for it. And it was the most bland thing I it, ate that day. It wasn't day. great. It was night. I will say this. We had, weather-wise, the most gorgeous night. It was a little cool. I wanted to put on a hoodie for the first time in forever. I was loving it. So I was ready to enjoy my soup, but the temperature of the soup was the thing that I enjoyed the most about that soup, and that's a problem. Yeah, and it was in a plastic container that looked like it was in an aluminum can, and you had to peel the top. It was a plastic aluminum can. It was odd. It was strange. Um, They, like, 3D printed an aluminum can. But I got beef bourguignon in Canada. Which they have not had at the Food and Wine Festival in France for quite some time. And, oh, boy. That was awesome. And then we went to uh, the donut box, and we got the holiday donuts. The, the, um... The chocolate with the peppermint was fine. It, it wasn't... I mean, it was good because it was warm. It was still warm. It was fresh. The, the eggnog. The eggnog. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. if I'm going to go get a holiday donut, I want it to be eggnog. So good. So, so good. Um, picked up a little bit of merch. They, they had better merch at Festival of, of the Holidays than... Uh, well, they didn't have merch at, at Very Merry. But the, the Festival merch was pretty good no and what we got it was actually real cute it was said festival of the holidays it was an Olaf ornament with the world showcase around him the silhouette and yes and um I already have an Olaf ornament that Sean bought me from Hallmark yeah this was the perfect thing to encompass the entire evening yeah it was it was a nice way to cap off the night and then we got together with Brendan and Catherine on purpose this time and we went to Celebration and we went to Jeter Bend well we went to the Celebration Town Tavern which if if you've been to Celebration it's a staple food is 
awesome. It's great. They have a really fun trivia night. And then they have a really pretty tree. They close down the street. They do more snow. Yeah. But, like, they had so much. I don't know if it was because it had rained all day or if they're just pumping so much out there. It looked like a foam party. It was it was wild. They did a really great job. And then we went to Jeterbend and we saw all of the holiday lights in sequence. Celebration is just a really fun town to hang out in. And I look forward as locals now to Disney to spending more time in Celebration. Yes. I mean, they really embrace the name. For sure. Now That is, and until now, next year they're not going to do the, uh, the Jeter Bend anymore. We'll see. They say that now. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Uh, so let's get us to today. Let's wrap this up. Yes. Before we came to record at Dockside, uh, one of my... Other local things besides seeing the gorillas, I have wanted to see the Wilderness Lodge decorated for Christmas. Um, we've, it's, it's not that we've never been over there. We've gone to Fort Wilderness, but we have never gone into the lodge. And I've always seen pictures of the Christmas tree and it just looks so nice. I was like, I want to wait. Like, it wasn't the first thing we ran over to do as locals earlier this year. I said, I wanted to wait specifically for Christmas, and it was so worth the wait. Yeah, it was. Uh, we've never been there, like you said, incredibly decorated. I felt like I was back at the Mount Airy Lodge. I had that cheesy, Or like Mohegan Sun or I something. Had, I had the cheesy, all you have to bring is your love of everything. <laughs> oh, my God. If you were from the tri-state area, you can finish that song in your head right now. I just triggered a core memory. And that's all I could think was was that song walking into into that uh, Fort Wilderness. Decor- the, the decorations are just they're stellar. They're they're unbelievable. Yeah, no, they were wonderful. And we got we sat with our coffee. We just sat in front of the tree. Uh, we, we made a reservation. No, I'm sorry, not a reservation. Uh, we got on the walk up list for Geyser Point, which you do through the My Disney Experience app. We've heard wonderful things. We've been wanting to check it out. We got the roar and s'more. As oh a little yes, de- we had that. It was a little dessert. It was like a s'more cake that we had with our coffee. It was like a cupcake with like a layer of marshmallow and a chocolate frosting on top with a ganache in the middle. Oh, but it, it was, was exactly so what good. you would want at a place like this. And for six twenty-five, I think it was. Big it was enough. like three cupcakes. We split it. Yeah, we split it. It was delicious. It was a good dessert without being too sweet. Like everything we just described, like you'd think it was a sugar bomb, but it was like portioned very well and it. It, it had a little bit of restraint. Sometimes desserts don't do that. So when we got to the resort, it was a 10-minute wait for Geyser Point, and we were like, all right, let's pump the brakes a little bit because we don't want to rush our coffee. Then we checked, and it went up to a half hour. When we actually went to make it, it jumped to 50 minutes, and yet we five got pinged later. in five. So if you're ever there, do not be deterred by... A long wait because I was like, all right, let's see what happens. Let's give it a half hour. We'll see if they get us in, and we'll just walk over there and go to the bar if not. Um, Geyser Point is so lovely. Uh, the view is incredible. Um, I don't know that I'm gonna say I like it better than Three Bridges as far as lounges go, but the view is pretty spectacular. The view is spectacular, but as far as lounges go. Three Bridges still takes the cake in terms of the food. The food at Geyser Point was good. 
It wasn't great. It was good. I feel like it sounds better on paper than it is. I got um, a steak sandwich, which I read the description. They do a smoked Gouda cheese. It sounded absolutely amazing. Even the waiter said the steak sandwich will change your life. It's on a pretzel bun, which is kind of different. So I get the sandwich. The steak is sliced very thin, almost like a deli sandwich, which, I mean, you would expect on a, a Philly cheesesteak, but there's more of it on a Philly cheesesteak. This was pretty light. Uh, the cheese was not on it. It didn't, like, fuse the sandwich all together. It was in a little um, ramekin with it. So you pour it on, and it makes a huge sloppy mess. I thought it was going to be like a binder on the sandwich. Um, and it was good. the steak was really nice because I had to pick some of it off to put the sandwich together. It was a well-flavored steak. On its own, it was delicious. But when I assembled the sandwich and like got the full bite, It, yeah. was, it was good, not great. Like, had we gone for lunch, I would have been like, wow, this is a really nice lunch sandwich. Yes. For dinner, it was not what I was expecting. I was expecting more like a Philly cheesesteak profile, and this wasn't it. I, I thought you'd have, like, nice, thick slices yeah. of steak. Yeah, yeah, You know, what we're accustomed to. Like, if you're from Long Island, and I say, oh, it's like, I, I figured it was like going to Rob Keys. You and know what I'm warm, saying? a warm bun. Right. And that's not what it was. I mean, it was a good portion of food. Yeah. They piled the French fries on. Like, it was a, for the 20 bucks, it was a very good portion of food. But it was okay. Um, I got the fried chicken sandwich. You guys know I'm a fried chicken fiend. It was mushy. The fried chicken on this sandwich was mushy. And it's a shame because it was like super juicy and tender. And it had a lot of flavor, but it had like no crunch to it. The crunch came from the Kaiser bun that it was on. The house-made potato chips were awesome, but the house-made potato chips were better than the actual sandwich. So... There's enough that has me interested that I would go back to Geyser Point again. But to me, like you said, Geyser Point, I I don't want to sit here and make it sound like I'm trashing it because I'm talking about going back with you in three weeks when we go pick up my race packet for Marathon Weekend. But that's the kind of thing that I think Geyser Point is good for, like drop in for lunch and a beer and then move on. But the food wasn't bad. And there are other things I want to try on the menu. There are other things I'd like to give a shot to. So I guess if we end up doing that, maybe in the next Dockside chat, I'll change my review of Geyser Point. Nice place to hang out. Good food. Not great. No, and if you're staying at the resort, then it's a wonderful meal. Yeah, I mean, if given the choice between the two, I'm going to go to Three Bridges eight days a week. For sure. Over Geyser Point. Um, and I think that's it. I think that's that's our dockside chat for this month. Yeah, because then we we came here. Oh well, we tried to do the. Um, we wanted to oh, go over right, to Fort, right, Fort right. Wilderness to and the campgrounds. Yes, drive through the campgrounds because we didn't get to do it at Halloween, which I'm still kicking myself for because I saw pictures of that blockbuster setup that somebody had, and oh man, that would have been great. Um, so we generally live by honestly is the best policy and we we were honest about why we were there we said hey can we drive through we want to see the christmas decorations and the cast member he was doing his job very nice said i can't let you in to do that you have to be dining here or um 
thing. Right. And we were doing neither. And to be honest, I'm not familiar enough other than the whoopty do review with the bars and restaurants at Fort Wilderness to say, oh, well, we're just going to get a drink here. And I didn't want to lie. No, I wasn't going to lie because then the next thing you know, it's let me see your tickets for Hoopty Doo. And, and the timing was off too. So I, that's why we just told him the truth. We just wanted to drive around. He was like, you can't. I said, okay. So we came to Disney Springs. We had some Christmas shopping to do. And that's it. And we have to go back to pick up our uh, our ornaments. We got to go pick those that up. That timed out perfectly, That timed actually. out perfectly. We got to go pick up those ornaments and then get back to let the dog out. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this Dockside Chat. Uh, we love doing them. I, I we can, hope you like listening to them. I, I think you do because every time we do it, the downloads for them, I'm not trying to boast, but the downloads are really good. So, like, we must be striking a chord with you guys and you guys are enjoying them. Uh, let us know if you are going to be here for the holidays or what you experienced for the holidays if you were already here. Email us on Twitter. Insta, uh, email us monorealradio at gmail.com or you can direct message us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok at Monoreal Radio. And we've got one more holiday movie review coming up next week. And then uh, last week of December, we are going to do our year in review episode. Uh, but in case you are listening now and you don't get to catch up until after the new year, we wish everyone a very happy and safe holiday. Yes. And uh, if you're not coming back with us until after the start of the new year, stay safe. And we look forward to bringing you your next Dockside Chat in 2023. For Jackie, I'm Sean. Have a magical week, everyone.